Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. There's more for your life. More for your life at Sears. Sears was once an iconic American retailer, selling everything from jewelry to power tools to ready-to-assemble houses through its catalogs and stores. Sears for America Shop. But not so much anymore. Despite being the retailer for much of the 20th century, the company has been unable to keep up in the 21st century. And in October of last year, it filed for bankruptcy. Will Sears survive or will the company vanish into retail history like Toys R Us? This Monday, we'll learn more about the future of the company. And with me to talk about all of this is Michael Corkery, business reporter for The New York Times. Michael, thank you for joining. Thanks, Charlie. So let's talk a little bit about the history of Sears. How important was it in the world of retail? It's as you described it. It was an icon. I mean, it touched so many people's lives across the country, whether it was through its stores, which were basically in every town and city and suburb, through its catalog, which reached into rural areas. It's where people went to shop. It's hard to overstate what a big force this was in retail and also in American culture. So when did the company start losing that leading position? I think it started losing that position in the 80s with the introduction of Walmart. Walmart was a formidable competitor that suddenly was building stores everywhere that Sears was. And Sears at first didn't really take it seriously. And then suddenly Sears was no longer the top. They were second. And by the 90s, they were scrambling to catch up with Walmart and were unable to do that. And then in 2005, Sears was purchased by Edward Lampert and the hedge fund that he runs. So tell me a little bit more about him. So Eddie Lampert is a classic of Wall Street wonderkin, you know, Ivy League, big financier, college roommates with Steve Mnuchin, now our Treasury Secretary. He believed that he could take an undervalued at the time company and make it valuable. And so what he did was he actually bought the debt of Kmart and then took control of Kmart and then with Kmart merged the two companies together and said, we're going to make Sears great again. And how did he manage the company? What happened over the time of, that he ran it? I think it became clear pretty early on that Eddie's strength was not in retail, which is like selling stuff. It was in financing and doing very, very complicated debt deals and swaps and spinoffs. And so as he himself, the hedge fund, which was the largest shareholder of Sears, was actually doing quite well on the investment. Sears itself, the retailer, was struggling. And that meant stores closing and people losing jobs. Eventually, stores closing, people losing jobs, and Sears losing its relevance. In order to be relevant as a retailer, you need to be new. You need to be constantly reinventing yourself. That takes a lot of money, and it takes a company that needs to invest in itself to make itself different and appealing. Sears wasn't doing that because a lot of the cash was going elsewhere. It was going into Eddie Lampert's and his hedge fund's pocket. So when we look at Sears in the mid-2000s with uh, the Great Recession and with Amazon and with Walmart and all the competition and then uh, this hedge fund owning it, in the end, is its recent filing for bankruptcy because of all those factors or is it a story about retail in the 21st century, at the beginning of the 21st century, or is it a story about financial engineering? I think it's both. It costs an enormous amount of money to invest in e-commerce operations, to 
constantly reinvent. Sears didn't set itself up to have that money to invest in its business, and it would have taken a lot of investment. And that's a real question whether it could have even happened. So Lamper gets a lot of blame for the demise of Sears, but it's pretty likely Sears would have trouble even without Eddie Lampert. So it's in bankruptcy right now, and this Monday there's going to be a, a hearing uh, that's expected about the, the future. And in a strange twist, Eddie Lampert is the person who now is trying to bring it out and own it coming out of bankruptcy. Explain how this is happening. So Eddie Lampert, you know, he was not only the largest shareholder, the CEO up until the bankruptcy, He's still the chairman. He's also a very large debt holder on Sears, which gives him a lot of power uh, and influence in a bankruptcy. Why does he want to buy the company if he was the one overseeing it when it went into bankruptcy? Great question. A lot of people are wondering that. There's lots of liquidators that are just chomping at the bit to get in there. Just sell off the parts, sell off the stores. Pay off the creditors, be done. 50,000 people out of work, all that real estate empty. Eddie Lampert is the only bidder who wants to keep those stores open, to keep people employed. And he believes or he claims that he can make it work as a store. That people will still have their job and that the Sears will still stay open. And people will want to shop there. But the reaction from a lot of the other investors in this bankruptcy is that they don't like this proposal. Is it because they just want Sears closed and move on? Yeah. They say this is just kicking the can down the road. They'd rather take the money that's there now, the value of the real estate, the value of some of the brands like Kenmore, sell those, get the cash, pay themselves. And by creditors, it's investors, but it's also the PBGC, which is the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, which looks out for the pensioners. They want that cash too. They want it to be liquid. They want that money so pensioners can still be paid. Right, exactly. You know, when you look at the future of Sears, what does this mean for the people who work there and for jobs and also for communities that have Sears maybe anchoring a mall or as a, a part of the fixture of the community? It has been an up-and-down ride, and it seems just when the game is over, whether it was the bankruptcy filing, it's, there's been a few months since then when it looks like it would liquidate, and it didn't. And these people have their chance to keep their jobs because of Eddie Lampert. And yes, there's some value there. The Kenmore brand is a, an enormously valuable thing. It's a great appliance brand. If he can figure out how to sell Kenmore on Amazon or get it sold broadly, you know, even outside of Sears, he could make some money. But it's not a slam dunk. Whether Sears comes out of this, it's going to be significantly smaller than it used to be. Or if it is liquidated, it's kind of this chapter in American retail history. It is. It's more symbolic. When it filed for bankruptcy, the sort of outpouring of feelings and memories that people had posting on social media about, you know, going in and their their portraits taken there, going to have their car serviced, a family member who worked there and had a great job there who is now retired with a really comfortable pension. I mean, it really, in people's minds, stood for a force for good in America. And I think that its loss is something deeper than just a store going away. Michael Corkery is a business reporter for The New York Times. Michael, thanks so much for joining. Thank you. And I'm Charlie Herman, and this is Money Talking from WNYC. 